I like drinking beer and I like talking hockey when I get to do both. I feel pretty lucky. Oh, let's get pucked up. I can't help but laugh as I'm pouring my beer because in the bottom part of my Zoom screen, Wyatt Donowski has just poured himself a giant glass of wine from like a full <laughs> bottle, which I believe he's going to be just like polishing off during the duration of this podcast. Um, so welcome back to Let's Get Pucked Up. I'm your host, Robin Coymans. I am drinking uh, caribou beer right out of the heart of Prince George, BC, I'm pretty sure. One of the greasiest places in Canada. Um, and it's one of the greasiest beers in Canada, I've got to say. But uh, anyway, cheers, guys. Um, I'm joined, as I mentioned earlier, by uh, Wyatt Donowski in Winnipeg. Wyatt, what are you drinking there? I am drinking Frontera. Uh, it's a Pinot Grigio. Um, it's from a country. Uh, <laughs> it says... It says, uh, I don't even know where it's from, but the back is hilarious. Here's the, the wine, wine uh, description. Oh, it's from Chile. So, uh, Frontera After Dark, inspired by the nights. A crisp, racy wine with aromas or flavors of apple and pear. A perfect reception pour. Or serve with appetizers, salad, and salmon. That <laughs> uh, sounds far classier than I believe that wine to actually be. Could I've, you seen, call, I've seen it on the shelves for like 12 bucks or something so it's <laughs> could you call wine racy is that a proper adjective to describe a, a glass of wine <laughs> uh no but <laughs> whatever good on them for trying i guess um uh we also have spencer phillips returning onto the podcast all the way from PEI and he's got a couple of nice jerseys repping two of uh well repping my team repping Wyatt's team behind him um Spencer how are you doing what are you drinking drinking a Breton Brewing Smash it's a session IPA pretty fruity tasty good for uh, this time of year for sure nice yeah, so uh, good to have you guys both on. We're going to do like a bit of a shorter podcast today, just a couple topics. Um, so first of all, um, I wanted to talk about the fact that the NHL is kind of beefed it or screwed up, however you want to say it, with their uh, return to play protocol in terms of their Black Lives Matter reaction with the hashtag we skate for um, kind of umbrella term thing that's going on. Um, so I sent a, a just story to both of you guys that I saw Frank Saravalli wrote on TSN, uh, talking to Evander Kane, Matt Dumba, Nazem Kadri, as well as Kim Davis, who someone high up in the, the NHL for their PR, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they don't really be see, seem to be seeing eye to eye right now, the NHL and, uh, uh, the, was it the hockey diversity Alliance. So, um, Spencer, I'm going to go to you first. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on this right now? It's It's really interesting. Um, I've tried to kind of walk a line in the middle here, where you don't know what the hell's going on, so you try to see both sides. And like you said, it doesn't seem like a whole hell of a lot's getting done. So, why is that? And uh, a few kind of things I took from it that really stood out were uh, just kind of like Kane alluded to a bit of hostility. Like some of the meetings they were having were a little bit hostile. And um, 
I mean, it's it's a delicate subject. It's a delicate topic, so it's it's no way surprising. But just the level of inaction from them, considering the push that from you know Kane's discussion in the article, it seems like they're putting forward. So I totally get his frustration. Um, it kind of seems like the message that they've been pushing has made its way around the league. There's been enough coming from players around the league that this seems like kind of the time for change, but, uh, to a degree, I can understand the league's hostility or hesitancy. Sorry. Uh, not for any commendable reason, really just more. So it's their MO. (laughs) I think I talked last podcast about how, uh, them having a return to play idea so early was surprising. It was really at a character for them. This is them kind of following back into their, their old behavior. So I, I mean, they have other priorities right now. Um, they are trying to, get a league going in the middle of a pandemic, but at the same time, like you need to sort out your priorities. So um, there's a few different ways to look at this. It's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things I know you mentioned to me, Spencer was uh, you saw that basically Eric Trump was uh, voicing his support over Twitter for the NHL's return to play mandates. And he's like, he tweeted out they're standing for solidarity rather than taking a knee and saying that they're the only league worth watching right now. Um, definitely not the person you want to be aligned with, in my opinion. Um, why? Yeah, what are you away from my sport? Yeah. <laughs> why? Not necessarily regarding Eric Trump, but if you want to delve into that, you can. But what are your thoughts on uh, the hashtag we skate for that Michelle's doing? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with Evander Kane. Um, and so it does seem like it's an all encompassing statement and they're just trying to like Costco it, just take all of the, all of the problems and put them into one issue, which I think is like, uh, obviously disingenuous. I think like having like, we skate for this moment. I think that was like borderline offensive. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I just don't understand. I know what they're trying to do. Like they want to, they want to cater to the lowest common denominator and not make anyone upset. Uh, but like there's like the NBA is doing a great job with its social justice movement. Plus um, like embracing that, but also allowing for a league to be set up in, in hub cities as well. So I find it hard to believe that like it's hard. Yeah. We have to set up the league and they're set, setting everything up, but like they're too busy to like put more attention onto this issue. And it seems to me that they've, it's, I guess like you're, I heard from both sides and it seems like they're both kind of also at fault of like, they've had these PowerPoints and these like presentations, but yeah, there is animosity that is, that is there. So I don't know if it's the right people that are, that are speaking, like uh, maybe, maybe like they need to find different people to kind of moderate this or uh, they're just not seeing eye to eye on that specific issue, but it seems kind of muddled as well. Uh, an- another thing I saw on online that was interesting is that a lot of NHLers can can kneel during the All Star game when there's when those little uh, when all those competitions are happening, but they can't kneel at a blue line for the anthem. Like I just find that a little bit weird. <laughs> so that's another thing that I've I've noticed as well. But yeah, it's a it's a hard it's a hard subject to to pin down. But I think the NHL could do a lot more. Uh, and I think this HDA, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, I think that's what they're called. Uh, I'm I'm so happy that that's set up and that's an advocate for the players. But I think the NHL needs to kind of meet them 
uh, a little bit, they have to try a little bit harder, I think. Yeah. So I said earlier on this podcast, like a few episodes back, how I was pretty happy that the Hockey Diversity Alliance was acting independently of the NHL because it meant that they could call them out for bullshit like this, basically. Um, Yeah, based on the fact that we've already seen a bunch of leagues return to play before the NHL and the way that they've dealt with uh, basically just honoring the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you could talk about like the Premier League, how they came back and every player would always take a knee before the game for the entirety of the season that they played out. For the first few games, they all had their names taken off of their jerseys and had Black Lives Matter printed on the back. And then, um, like you mentioned, the NBA, one of you did, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, like the NBA, yeah, Wyatt, thank you. Yeah, so the NBA returned last night and you could see just day and night between the NHL and the, the NBA and their uh, their work in this matter. So the, the fact that the Pelicans jerseys had uh, social justice kind of uh, slogans or whatever you want to call them printed on them, including like say their names, like a clear uh important message allusion to the black lives matter movement whereas the nhl just seems like you said to costco it up to package it all together um like i'll just read a little bit of a quote from the the story from frank cervalli where he said or they mentioned that the nhl when they introduced the we skate for program the league cited we skate for frontline workers. We skate for nurses. We skate for Edmonton Oilers forward Colby Cave. We skate for equality and we skate for Black Lives Matter as examples. And all of them are important things to support, but the timing right now is for Black Lives Matter. And it, you, you're, yeah, you're doing a disservice by trying to shoehorn all these things together. Um, and like, like you said, Evander Kane also mentioned that one of the examples that he was told was even the, we skate for these moments. Like if you're a player who's just like so apolitical or has no backbone really, or no personality, you can just put, we skate for these moments and yeah, not great. Um, did you, either of you guys have anything else you wanted to say on the subject, Spencer? I just wanted to talk a little bit about Evander Kane and I've always had like a, a bit of a conflicted idea of the kind of guy he is, the kind of play, like, you know, he's been an up and down player too. His career has been pretty turbulent. And uh, part of this, like, you know, I want to look at it critically and, you know, he's talking about the hostility with the NHL and the stuff they're putting forward, but he's also saying and admitting like, you know, I don't know it was him or it might've been Dumba, but one of them was saying like, we don't really have the answers to put forward. It's more like we want this discussion and we want to see action. Um, it's quite a cry from where Kane was a few years ago with the tracksuit and the shower and <laughs> the stacks of bills and whatever. Like, um, part of me is like, you know, if you're going to step into this role, maybe you should have some of this to put forward, kind of some end game ideas where, where you want this to go. And, you know, I'm not hearing this, so I don't know for sure what they're kind of putting forward, but at the same time, part of me wants to give them that credit for, you know, this guy was somebody who was a jackass a few years ago. And now he's taken on something that means something to him and he's stepping forward. I think that's pretty important. Yeah. Um, Wyatt, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I, um, I would like to, like, I would like to see what their like presentation was, um, because like they, they said that they made this really good presentation, but they were just getting nothing back from the NHL and the NHL said, oh, it was like two and a half hours and three hour meetings that they've had for the past like two or three weeks. 
Like, I don't know if they're acting independently of the NHL, then I would, I would just want them to release that in like, at least like their PowerPoints or, or show us that they are being like a hundred percent on that. So I would like a little bit, I guess a little bit more transparency, but maybe that is obviously not up for debate. You can't really release that stuff, but I honestly want to see what the players are coming, are coming up with, which I think is something that could be important because I know the NBA is a very player driven league and the players have a lot of power in, in the NBA. So, and seeing like what the NBA has done to make their players advocate for these social causes, like why doesn't the NHL kind of just let the H- HDA or the HDA just do it themselves and just say, okay, we presented this, this is what happened. But now, um, we, we have nowhere else to go. So we want to give it, give it to the public. This is what we're proposing. So I just don't understand why, or maybe they can't put it, uh, put it out, but I think it's, uh, it would be really good for, I just want to take a look at it really and just see what their, their propositions are. Well, I think that in terms of the, well, relating to the, we skate for initiative, they weren't like Kane says, the hockey diversity Alliance wasn't advised of or consulted on it. So like, this came out after the fact and they've had meetings about various things, I'm sure, but not this initiative, maybe concretely. Um, so the fact that they weren't really like shown it beforehand or like asked for their opinion on it doesn't really speak too well to the NHL. Um, even if this group is purposely acting independently from the NHL, the NHL should recognize their importance and go to them before they release this campaign. That's all about equality and solidarity. Um, yeah, beyond that, I just think there's just 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 the looks of what's happened in the last week or so has been pretty bad with like talk about like the Nazem Kadri interview where the NHL selectively edited it and took out the part where he talked about any sort of remote level of criticism of the NHL for their handling of this. Um, yeah, Spencer, you wanted to add something there? Well, I don't. I definitely don't want to make any excuses for the NHL, especially kind of going what you want to say behind the back of the diversity um, alliance and kind of coming up with ideas on their own. But like we we talk about comparisons with the NBA and the MLB, and by no means am I like using this as an excuse. But numbers wise, the NBA is eighty percent people of color, MLB is forty some percent, I think, and the NHL is three. So like. We, we want to make this progress. I don't think anybody's denying that. But it, when you look at the, you know, Gary Bettman's a lawyer, the NHL has never been very progressive. So when they're looking at the numbers behind it, like, you know, maybe they're just making a conscious decision that this is not the NHL's problem. And, you know, like I said, I'm not defending that. I don't think that's any, uh, any argument that should be made. But uh, there is a part of me, too, that's just cynical enough when talking about Gary Bettman and some of the NHL's moves that I wonder about that as well. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's, it's a, it is interesting looking at the numbers and like, I think there's what 15 players of color in the NHL. I think that's, that was in the article, I believe, or I read that somewhere else, but it's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty telling when like you have what 32 teams and 15 players of color. Like it's, it's interesting to see that there isn't more grassroots work being done. And obviously hockey, I think is one of the most expensive sports to get started and that obviously uh, disen- like disenfranchises a lot of people of color trying to get into hockey because you have to like book ice times and you have to buy equipment and, and this stuff as well. So I think it would be really cool to have a grassroots kind of movement for that. And I just like, 
it's it's awful reading these player tribune articles about like the minor hockey league system and just seeing how like i think that's where it needs to start it shouldn't really start with the nhl it really needs to start way lower uh but i think there's a it's a good place to kind of discuss and to get a little bit more uh movement in the in the grassroots and the minor hockey system i think like is something that we need to focus on a lot more uh but also the nhl saying like oh evander kane hasn't seen our uh what we're going to do tomorrow nights at for the play in games. Like he has no idea how progressive we're going to be. So I don't understand this criticism. Like, are you serious? Like, do you hear yourself speak? Like he has no idea what our presentation is going to be. So I, I wouldn't want to, I don't think his criticisms matter. Like, like really? <laughs> like I bet it will be not great, but probably, like, I just, yeah, they're probably just going to wheel out Willie O'Ree just to like wave his <laughs> yeah. hand at the camera or something. Like what? Like that's not a rebuttal. It's like, well, he hasn't seen what happened, so he can't really criticize it. But like, if you're not, if you're doing this like big movement and you haven't told the HTA about it, I don't understand where, like, what you're trying to achieve here. Yeah. So, like you're saying, if there are only 15 players of color in the National Hockey League, then this is an issue that they can't ignore you would think you would think that they would have to work harder to say like we have a clear race problem in our league we need to make it more welcoming and just more possible for people from all walks of life from different cultures to take part in hockey but that's not the message that seems to be being sent by the fact that they're trying to do the we skate for campaign by the fact that they're standing instead of kneeling and that the only people who join together in that group to show like support for each other. We're all players of color in that uh, prior to the Minnesota game. I think it was. Um, then you also talk about the fact that in the hockey diversity Alliance, there are nine members. I don't think any of them are white. Um, I'm not, I, I feel like if a white player asked if they could join to show support, they would probably be welcomed, but yeah, it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels, it feels like this is, uh, it disappoints me to say it cause I love hockey, but it feels like it's just a league catering to conservative white people at, right now. And I don't like that. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say on this matter. It pisses me off too much, but uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a correction to make. It's a, uh, I think uh, I just look, I try to find out online. I think there's more than 15. I think okay. like, uh, <laughs> Like forty three, like thirty ish, like you know. yeah, forty three. I think yeah, like forty to fifty. Yeah, so I think there's fifteen on the HDA. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that I think that makes up the HDA is fifteen players. But I think yeah, there's about fifty. I think out of seven hundred, still not is, great. <laughs> which is which is pretty telling, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll uh, awkwardly transition from talking about this to the fact that despite. All of its uh, failings, I am still excited for the NHL's return to play. Um, I am looking forward to seeing some hockey starting tomorrow. And uh, I can tell from your uh, joint nods that you guys are as well. So uh, I wanted to do a bit of a fun quiz just to see how much we all remember about what actually happened in the 2019-20 NHL season. Um, I'm stealing this kind of from The Athletic. I read this on The Athletic a couple of days ago. They had a quiz just to see how much you remembered. 
Um, I tried to make the questions my own. There might be overlap with a couple of them. But uh, what I'd like you guys to do is maybe, do you have, uh, I should have probably prompted you with this beforehand, but do you have like a pen and paper or something to put your answers down on? You can even use your phone if you need to. You're okay? Yeah, sorry. That was not very uh, very good planning of me as a teacher. I should know better. But uh, anyway. I got my day planner right here. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for, pens I ordered. Yeah. thanks for being more prepared than I am, Spencer. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I figured it's probably best if I have you guys write it down rather than try and blurt out the answer so you're not interrupting each other on this. <laughs> um, so, uh, Wyatt, are you good? Uh, yes, I have a pad of paper and the pen. <laughs> Thanks, sorry to rush you on that. The um, pen does not... <laughs> <laughs> this pen does work. All right, we're, I'm ready. Awesome. Okay, so my first question is... Which team does Vincent Trocek play for? And if you're listening at home, feel free to play along as well. How much time, how much time do we get? <laughs> Question two. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead with question two. Uh, although, Spencer, are you still there? Does your pen work? This is going well. Um, <laughs> do you want, are we just doing them all, like, you know, numbered in order? Or are we, like, revealing our answer after you? Um, I'll just do them in order and then I'll do the answers at okay, the end. Perfect. Okay. I'll reevaluate here. We're good. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, number two, who of the following is not a member of the Hockey Diversity Alliance? A, Nazem Kadri. B, Matt Dumba. C, Trevor Daly. Or D, white players. <laughs> All right. That one was pretty fast, looks like. So number three. <laughs> Among qualified goaltenders, who led the league in save percentage at 9.30? Was it A, Tukarask, B, Anton Kadobin, C, Darcy Kemper, or D, Connor Hellebuck? Could you repeat that? Sure. So among qualified goalies, who led the league in save percentage with a 9.30 percentage? Was it A, Tukarask, B, Anton Kadobin, C, Darcy Kemper, or D, Connor Hellebuck? You know what? I'm realizing this is not making for great podcasting, so I'm going to just give you the answers from the first three questions so that you guys can uh, contribute a little as we go along. <laughs> so, uh, for and then I'll just do each answer as we go along as well, okay? So, number one, who does Vincent Trocek play for? Uh, Spencer, you have Carolina. Wyatt, what did you have? New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was Carolina. You are wrong. <laughs> he was not in any of the drafts that that we did and i was like oh yeah. so he, i was like he must be on a non-playoff team no he just had a garbage year so no one wanted to draft him wow okay all right I had so, yeah no he was on florida up until the trade deadline um so number two i think we all know this answer d white players a. No, yeah d yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's d yeah <laughs> yeah Correct, yes. All right, number three. This one is a little trickier. So among qualified goaltenders who led the league in save percentage at 930, the answer was actually B, Anton Kadobin. I was saying Kemper because I know how much you love Kemper. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> I said uh, Rask. I, I just... Rask was the leader amongst like legit number one goalies. That's what I was going to say. Like uh, certain, I was going to ask about a game's played threshold and I didn't. Yeah. I should, I should have maybe 
gone a bit further into the numbers and said the games played threshold that might have helped you. But apparently Kadobin qualifies. That's uh the thing. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Since I hear I hear he's hilarious. I hear he's so funny. He's got like that uh just classic Russian wit like Ilya Brzgalov. Yeah, and he just like wears these like Armani tracksuits to games, which is just <laughs> phenomenal. Like if you can get me an Armani tracksuit, then I think we we've made it. Actually, I should I should uh, make a, a change there. Anton Kudobin's from Kazakhstan, I'm pretty sure. So I might have I, I don't mean is to he? stereotype him. I think so. I really? think he's Kazakh. Um, oh, I think but he, he, he might play for Team Russia, though. I feel like yeah, so I, many players who were born I thought, in that uh, era. Nick Antropov was the only great Kazakhstani hockey player. Evgeny Nabokov, I think, too, was really yeah. yeah. Oh, but, do you want to hear? Yeah, who's the first player to score a Winnipeg Jets two point goal? Ooh. yeah there he is <laughs> Nick, Nick Andropov, yeah the first nice. player to ever score for the the jets which is crazy since this is an audio medium i will uh just let the listeners know that spencer answered that question by showing a nick Andropov jersey to the screen <laughs> <laughs> that is my prized possession <laughs> so uh question number four who is the coach of the minnesota wild Come on, Robin. I should know it's this. Like the, it's on like the tip. Of questions I don't know that I should know. Uh, it's on the tip of my. I can see him. I uh, don't even. <sighs> okay, time is up. Reveal your answers. I got nothing. Nothing, Wyatt. Boudreaux with a question mark? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Dean Evison. I never would have got that. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Dean Evison. I'm pretty sure they even signed him moving forward for next year, so he's not even the interim coach anymore. Like Gesundheit? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dean Evison? When yeah. did that happen? Um, January, wow, February, been- I want to say. Something I was like, like Bill Gar- is Bill Guerin doing both? <laughs> like, Bill Guerin's pulling a, a Murray for Mannheim, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Oh, man. Wow. All right. Uh, number five, who does Patrick Marlowe play for? <laughs> you guys good? All right. Uh, show me your answers. Pittsburgh. Yeah, you guys are both correct. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uh, number six, this is multiple choice. How many wins did Jimmy Howard get in 27 starts this year? Was it A, five, B, seven, C, two, or D, four? So five, seven, two, or four. All right, let's see. C. So, so wide is correct, going for the lowest possible number with two yes. wins. Incredibly, incredibly, Jimmy Howard played 27 games and all of them were starts apparently and only won two games. <laughs> that's a, like, it just shows how bad Detroit is. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I knew it was supposed to be ridiculous, but I didn't think it could possibly be that ridiculous. <laughs> and they're not even drafting first overall. Yeah, the system <laughs> works. <laughs> um, so number seven, which goalie had more wins this year? Multiple choice. Was it A? Ben Bishop, 
B, Mackenzie Blackwood, C, Carter Hart, or D, Peter Morazic? All right, uh, what do you guys have? Blackwood. The answer is actually Mackenzie Blackwood. You're right, Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he's going he, with the exact opposite of what I think. Yeah, so he, sorry, go he ahead, turned it on, He turned it on halfway through the year, didn't he? Like, yeah, and he, they just fed him starts because yeah. Corey, Corey Schneider was like hurt and then in the AHL and then came up for like three wins, but that was it. Yeah, so he had 22 wins. I think Bishop had 21. Hart and Morazic both had less than that. I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who won all the Phillies games? I guess Elliot. I think Hart was injured for a while there. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I just, like, Philly surprised the hell out of me in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Layton <Yeah>. came back. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't the year that they had eight goalies, but it feels like it if Carter Hart didn't have more wins than Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, um, actually, I Roman check manic yeah. <laughs> came back. Uh, so number eight, which team ended the season with the second worst points percentage ahead of only the Detroit Red Wings. So which, oh, so I'm looking for which team was the second worst, which there's team no was, multiple choice here. No. Okay. Which team was the second worst? I'm pretty confident I'm forgetting somebody here. Oh, wait, shit. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> if you're All trying right. to like help yourself think, think about like the draft and odds, maybe. Yeah. That's, I, that's pretty I, good. I, I think I have a good idea because it's very ironic. Okay. <laughs> so what do you guys have? San Jose. And Spencer. Kings. I hit San Jose, cross it out with the Kings. <laughs> so you're both wrong. It's Ottawa. Ah, I'm okay with being wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> because it's always, I know, it's always satisfying for the Sens to suck. Because I know, I know Ottawa has their pick though, doesn't? Don't they have the, like this Sharks first round pick? Yeah, the the Sharks pick ended up being higher or, or low, better than the third yeah. pick, but Ottawa actually had better odds with their own pick. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. They got a lot of pesky overtime points there at the end. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> no. I think they had 62 points. Um, San Jose and LA each had like 63 and 64. I don't remember which one had which, but uh, yeah. Ottawa also had played 71 games. So their points percentage was pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, so number nine, how many points did Kyle Palmieri, the leading scorer on the devils have this season? And this is multiple choice. Was it a 40 B 35 C 50 or D 45. Can you list them one more time? So A is 40, B is 35, C is 50, and D is 45. All right. What do you guys have? 35. So you both actually went under on this one. He has Uh, D, 45 points. 
But uh, good try. You're trying to find a, a pattern and go for the most depressing <laughs> answer. So that's smart on you. Because he used to be so good, right? He used to be like a like a fantasy well, steal. I think he topped out probably around 60 points one year. But he was always like a 30 goal threat. Yeah, like penalty killer. And, yeah. At least with like the what? Devils, yeah. <laughs> he was he was shortlisted for the for the American team, wasn't he? For the Olympics. For like uh, last I, last team, yeah. I, fa- I found it strange. Like they're like Kyle Palmer, and like what? Really him? I guess like he takes faceoffs and stuff, and like he's a kept. he's a decent player. Yeah, he plays in many situations, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't really have anyone to play with in New Jersey this year. So <laughs> uh, traded Taylor, Taylor Hall. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, number ten, who led the league in assists? Was it A, John Carlson, B, Leon Dreisaitl, C, Artemi Panarin, or D, Connor McDavid? So I'll say that again. A, Carlson, B, Dreisaitl, C, Panarin, D, McDavid. Now I feel like you're trying to trick me. I feel like there's an (laughs) obvious answer here, but I just feel like Robin's messing with me. All right, what do you guys have? I have Leon. So you have McDavid and you have Dreisaitl. The answer is Dreisaitl. Ah, Leon, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Dreisaitl had 67 assists. I think McDavid was second with like 63. So what did Connor even do this year? He he didn't score goals. (laughs) He didn't get assists. Like, he was injured. He just got injured for 10 games. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so question 11. And this is a multiple choice one. Who had more points this season? Was it A, Ryan Strom, B, Tyler Sagan, C, Claude Giroux, or D, Travis Konechny? One more time. So A, Ryan Strom, B, Tyler Sagan, C, Claude Giroux, or D, Travis Konechny? All right. So what do you guys have? Connect me. You're both right. Yeah. Connect me. I was hoping to get you. Sorry. What did you say? What? I got picked for team Canada this year. (laughs) (laughs) Breakout star. I was hoping to get you guys thinking it was Ryan Strom just because he's such a like random player to include in that list. Now I'm gullible, but I will never fall for that. He actually actually was the second highest scorer among those four though. If you said Dylan Strom, I would have been like, mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so crazy, crazy fact. I almost was going to make that, make him the answer to that question, Ryan Strom. But I was like, no, that's too many like bullshit questions in a row. So uh, Strom had, <laughs> had 59 points this year. Konechny had, I think, 62 or 63. And Giroux and Sagan both were in the low 50s. So yeah, it's pretty surprising. But Ryan Strom actually was almost the answer. What so was he playing with uh with on New York, right? With Eberly? No, on the other New York. Oh, these are the Rangers. Yeah, he was playing was with he, Panarin. Play- oh. So so he was he, he was online. with uh, Brendan Lemieux and Tony D'Angelo and oh. <laughs> sharing right wing memes. It was fantastic. God. <laughs> Let's not go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. <laughs> um so question number 12, how many coaches were fired this season? 
was, and this is multiple choice. So the answers are A, five, B, seven, C, eight, or D, all. <laughs> Why, you have it locked in or no? Yep. Okay. So uh, what do you guys have? B7? Seven. seven. The answer is actually C8. Ah! Yeah. I had very little confidence in that answer. So you're close. You're close. Um, I'm not going to list them all. There are, there are lots. Sorry? Part marks? I said, will that give me part marks? I need to make up some ground here. <laughs> <laughs> no part marks. <laughs> all right. So uh, number 13 which goalie scored a goal this season? And it's also multiple choice. Is it A, Pekarine, B, Tukarask, C, Miko Koskinen, or D, Jacob Markstrom? You got it? Rene. Yep, you guys both got it right. Pekarine scored. Number 14 is just a yes or no. Did Alex Ovechkin pass Mario Lemieux for career goals this year? All right. Uh, what do you guys say? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. You're both correct. To, to give you an idea of how I think Robin's brain is working right now, like I had it in my head, it was like Yager and he went with you <laughs> to throw me off. <laughs> I was myself, but I feel <laughs> yeah, that would that that would be the 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 quiz for next year. So uh, number fifteen, the Leafs were beaten by a goalie this season with the following day job in this multiple choice: a garbage <laughs> man. B, porn star. <laughs> C, sign twirler. And D, Zamboni driver. There, there's a right answer, and there's an answer I want it to be. David <laughs> Ayers, noted porn star. <laughs> B. Yeah, you guys both got it right. I was really, really hoping for the porn star to show up on one of your answers, but... <laughs> never know <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> seriously he may be a zamboni driver a communist but he is not a porn star <laughs> <laughs> nice reference so uh number 16 who led the nhl in plus minus this year and it's multiple choice so is it a artemi panarin b ryan graves c jacob slavin or D, Anthony Sorelli? So again, A is Panarin, B, Graves, C, Slavin or Slavin, and D, Chirelli. All right. Uh, show me what you got. Graves. Why you had Graves as well? Yeah. Okay. You are both correct. So Ryan Graves had uh, plus 40 somehow this year. 
which is pretty thank, crazy. Thank goodness for me. <laughs> and Ranton and all those. I thought clips. I was picking Adam Graves. Damn it. <laughs> that's his son. I have no idea if that's his son. I don't know. Probably, I don't sense. think it's his son. <laughs> distant right. cousin. Distant cousin. I'm going to say distant nephew. Oh, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> so, number 17, why did Don Cherry leave Coach's Corner again? Oh, just write it. Okay. You don't have to write it down. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, yeah, this is this is a weird one. So maybe I'll just get you to uh, tell me your answer vocally for this one. So uh, Spencer, why did Don Cherry leave Coach's Corner again? Because you people. <laughs> <laughs> I said being racist slash xenophobic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't accept- sure if I was supposed to pick that. Yeah, I will accept both. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and if you, I guess if you want to get more specific, it was about Remembrance Day. Yeah. <laughs> which is a, which is clearly a dear close thing to the NHL is Remembrance Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wouldn't see them putting out a We Skate for Various Things uh, <laughs> campaign around Remembrance Day. <laughs> <laughs> we Skate to Remember. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number 18, which Finnish forward had the most goals? And this is multiple choice. Was it A, Patrick Laine, B, Sebastian Ajo, C, Alexander Barkov, or D, Miko Rantanen? So A, Laine, B, Ajo, C, Barkov, or D, Rantanen? Right when you're ready. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said Barkov. The answer was Sebastian Ajo. You're correct, Spencer. Uh, he actually ranked, I think, sixth in the NHL this year with 36 goals, which is pretty crazy. I had him in a hockey pool, and he started quite slow, and yeah, <laughs> validated my early pick. He, I was uh, going to say, I was going to say Line, but then Line turned into a complete player this year, where yeah. he was assist. On a lot of goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, a bit of a reverse. Like, I feel like Ajo's numbers and Line's numbers should have been traded. It would make more sense. But Ajo had, like, uh, an Austin Matthews light type season as a, set, as a first-line center in terms of his numbers with, like, 36 goals and I want to say, like, 26, 27 assists. He had, like, Austin Matthews in his rookie year numbers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, question 19. Who were the co-winners of the Rocket Richard Trophy this year? So I'm looking for more than one answer, co-winners. <laughs> Not Thank, you say the number. Co- <laughs> Thank you for explaining what co means. <laughs> All right, what do you guys have? I have Ovechkin and Matthews. Pasta and Ovi for Spencer. Spencer is correct. David Pasternak uh, and Alex Ovechkin. Why not Matthews? I thought he was the best goal scorer in the NHL. He was one goal off. <laughs> oh, he was right. Playing with a bum race for half the year. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing with COVID 19 for part of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know that was yeah. the real underlying injury. <laughs> 
All right. And the last question was the Bill Peters situation ever officially resolved? Yes or no? Think about what you know of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm just going to tell you guys flat out. No, it wasn't resolved. <laughs> I said, um, I said no question mark. So it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. like he, I actually wrote like four paragraphs there. <laughs> how I feel like we'll leave it for another podcast. Yeah. He's they kind of just ignored the situation after he resigned. I want to say, um, or like but mutually walked away. Disgrace. Disgrace. <laughs> resigned with disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> but he never apologized. Did he? No, no he was just dishonorably discharged <laughs> yeah. from the team. But uh, yeah, they haven't, <laughs> They haven't figured out what his actual penalty is yet. Uh, Nothing has been resolved. If a team wanted to, they could hire him right now, except he got hired by the KHL. Do you know, do you know what's insane is that they're marketing that story as like a flames have like battled through adversity this year. Like that's, that's the, the thing that they're like, well, Winnipeg hasn't really had any D so like that, that, that was pretty good, but the flames, they had a coaching change and like that, that's a lot of adversary, adver, adversity to get through. Like, are, what? <laughs> they, uh, did they nominate Peters for the Masterton? Was he there? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough time for him dealing with his, uh, his racist past that he can't control at this point. Yeah. Like, so wait, hold on. Was, was Babcock fired this year too? Yeah. That, see, that's how, that feels like five years ago. Like yeah. Babcock. <laughs> Like being fired that's crazy i think that's probably why spencer answered seven instead of eight coaching changes in the, <laughs> in the season that um, happened five years ago yeah <laughs> so uh oh, would you get Babcock fired last year that's that's yeah. crazy that's, yeah, it, was, it was like 23 games in i want to say something like that but uh their record was nine ten and Oh shit! I read it was a part of that athletic quiz. It was like yeah, or nine, ten, and three or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how did you guys end up doing? I didn't keep track of your scores, but uh, maybe just count it up quickly and let me know. I feel like Wyatt, you might have won, but Spencer, you came on a bit stronger on the back ten there. So there's a chance it could be a tie. Even can you give me the answers for twelve? <laughs> i didn't i didn't keep track well either <laughs> no, no 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 worries these are, um, let me do my little ad for upstreet brewery these are vodka rewind stelters <laughs> yeah this uh this score adding up period brought to you by upstreet brewery um so number junior high math. Like, don't, <laughs> don't expect numbers past 18 here i didn't explain to you that you guys needed to do your, add up your own answers before the, before the quiz so I, I dropped the ball on that one but uh number number 12 <laughs> no, the answer was c that was eight um i was told there'd be zero was, <laughs> yes or no sorry what was 14 yes or no uh, uh yes yeah okay i got that one right 15 was 15 was Zamboni driver D. D. Okay. Yeah. I didn't correct the ones that were obvious. So okay. <laughs> I got, I got 12 out of 20. Not bad. 60% you passed. I also yeah. got 12 out of 20. Hey. Oh, crap. So, uh, <laughs> so bonus, so, bonus round. 
So yeah, like the NHL doesn't have ties anymore. So I'm going to try and make up a question on the spot and see if you guys can answer it. <laughs> yes. It sure has nothing to do with trivia. Like it's like this one, like, I don't know, like spell, spell something. Or, you know, like, <laughs> actually, that's I like that. Actually, I'm going to go off of that idea. Um, spell. So, so do you guys remember the player, the po- Polish hockey player, Marius Tchaikovsky? Oh my god! <laughs> um, spell the last name Tchaikovsky. And it just, we're just going to go on like who can get the most amount of letters correct. Cl- yeah, closest to the team. <laughs> I was pretty happy with this question until I looked at it after writing it. <laughs> so wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> wait, one more time. One more time. Marius Tchaikovsky. And you're part Polish, so you should be able to spell this 100% right, Wyatt. I'm, fi- I'm 50%, so really, it really matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if you guys tie, you have to spell his first name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm right. Re- I think I'm ready. Uh, All right. Shoot. So I'm just going to read it out, and you guys can give yourself a check for each letter. <laughs> So it's <laughs> C, Z, E, R, K, A, W, S, K, I. All right, Spencer got wow. it. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> you brought uh, shame to your Polish heritage, Wyatt. <laughs> So Spencer, congrats! You a, a dumb little Welshman. <laughs> I thought. I thought. Well, if I anyone thought, knows how to spell random uh, consonants, then it's a, it's a it's a Welshman. But wait, I'm I'm Welsh as well. <laughs> so, this doesn't make any sense. It must have been the Scott in me then. Oh no! Oh, well, it's that uh, sneaky sneaky W that just got me. Ah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for playing, guys. That was a, a strong back ten there, Spencer. Good on you for winning that one. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I I appreciate having you guys on to talk about uh, most recent updates. And I look forward to watching some hockey and then doing a few uh, post-game chats with you guys in the near future. So uh, before we wanna, head out, is there anything else you guys... Talk, sorry, what's that one? Do you want to talk about uh, predictions for, for the play-ins? Um. I feel like I've done this ad nauseum, but sure, we can do a very quick uh, oh, oh, around the horn. Already, I, I don't listen to your podcast. Let's <laughs> off real quick. Yeah, let's just do a really quick one. Um, Light round. So, uh, Wyatt, you came up with the idea. Do you want to give us your picks for the – let's start with the East. Yeah, give me give me one, one moment. I'm just going to pull – I'm going to pull it up. Uh, all right. So, for the East, I'm thinking I'm – going, I'm going Montreal – I'm I'm going <laughs> Carey Price con Smythe. Um, Two thousand fourteen Price comes back. Hundo P. And then I'm going Florida. Go Bobrovsky. <laughs> I'm going New York because because uh, of Ryan Strom. <laughs> and and I'm going uh uh Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so I'm gonna make some actual picks that I've thought about not like why. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go, well, I've already talked about this before, but I pick Pittsburgh. Um, then 
oh, I lost track who, who's next. I'm just going to say the Islanders, um, Columbus, and I'm actually changing my tune on. I, I thought Carolina was going to beat New York, but with Dougie Hamilton and Brett Pesci both out, I'm going to switch it to the Rangers. Spencer? Uh, I think that you only need one defenseman in Carolina. It's Jacob Slavin. I think they're going to be <laughs> New York because New York has one line. But three goalies. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, so I said New York, or sorry, Carolina over New York, uh, the Islanders over Florida. I think I picked Florida earlier, and then I thought about it and realized that was stupid. So, uh, yeah, uh, Toronto, I think I got to take the Leafs, obviously. Um, that'll be an interesting series, but the Leafs go. And uh, what's the final one there? Oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, no-brainer. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Wyatt, your take on the West. Uh, Edmonton over Chicago. Uh, Vancouver over Minnesota. Uh, this is hard. I would, I think I said, I said Arizona over Nashville and Jets over Flames. Okay. Um, Spencer, I'll let you go ahead this time. So I think Nashville will take Arizona. I think Vancouver will take Minnesota, uh, Winnipeg over Calgary and, who am I missing? Uh, so you need Edmonton, Chicago. Oh, uh, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for me, Edmonton over Chicago, um, Nashville over Arizona, Flames over the Jets. Sorry, guys. And uh, finally, I had originally picked the Canucks over the Wild, but um, just all that talk about Dean Evison and how how glorious <laughs> and good of a coach he is. He's going to pull the wild through, so I'm taking the wild over the Canucks. <laughs> the Bill Guerin sleeper pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got so many old guys without a cup on that team too. They uh, they got to pull through. For well, they only have old guys, right? Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> some of them have cups, some don't. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, looking forward to the hockey. Thanks again for joining me, guys. And, uh, Can I throw one final thing out there? Oh, yes. Yeah, you asked me for an update last uh, last time we were on, and I had none. But uh, on, I don't know if it's Saturday night or Sunday night. I should know this. I don't. But they're announcing the top four for Craft Hockeyville. So hopefully Tyne Valley makes it. And if they do, please vote for them. Please, please like some money towards our new rink. Go Hurricanes. Or Tornadoes. Tornadoes. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. <laughs> That is that is a that is a lot of shade. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, you got any uh, any plugs? Uh, go Jets, go! And I think I think the best, um, not to be like a homer, but like I think the best matchup will be Flames or Jets. Jets. I think that's that's going to be the tightest. I can't see that going. Uh, I can see that going five games for sure. Do you think they're going to cover the, the... non-league series? I care about. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they're going to cover the stands entirely in white just for the the whiteout effect? I hope. Although but I guess like, that could be considered a home advantage. But not not to like I'm probably going to jinx it, but like Hellebuck said on record that like he likes the look of the rink and like the lines and like the way that he that he sees the puck. It's similar to him playing in San Jose, where he just like apparently dominated uh, this whole season. So. Hopefully that works. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I can't wait for all those high danger chances to come <laughs> flying at his face. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
I could see Winnipeg losing the series, even with Hellebuck having a 940 save percentage. <laughs> but uh, we'll but see. But then we get Lafreniere, so really at the prove, end of the day. It's prove me wrong, Jets. Prove me wrong. Operating under the assumption that Calgary will score goals. Yeah. Um, they didn't look that great against Edmonton in that one preseason game, but that means nothing. So whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.